Hello, my name is Ed Hansberry, and my favorite Power Query feature is working with lists. Welcome to Power Query Magic. All right, so welcome, Ed. Thank you for coming on the show. Glad to be here. Great to have you here. So I think, like me, you're uh, you're an accountant turned Power BI consultant. That's right. Uh, I have <laughs> a uh, uh, in in the U.S. It's a CPA license, certified public accountant. Um, I did that for a few years uh, as a public accountant. Got into business and then eventually got out of it completely and turned into Power BI. So. And I where, think there's where, a few of us in that same situation. Yeah, there seems to be a little sort of trend of, you know, the, <laughs> the, the number crunches of the world like us just sort of getting into this data thing. And I don't know, it's probably natural that people who like the numbers and the data get into this stuff. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's, an, interesting, it's an interesting world now. Yeah, um, at so point, it, it's, uh, the, the debit and credit journal entries get a little bit boring and, and routine and the data explorations like oh this is kind of cool so yeah uh, that's yeah, that's where i yeah. drifted and so because you were um like you were a director of finance at a couple of places from looking at your looking at your linkedin profile and things right um right mattel which was a name i recognize um mm -hmm. but uh, mega brands was it as well yep so they um they make uh, a toy called mega blocks which is oh, a competitor right, to yeah. lego so it's kind right, of the, yeah, the yeah. really big ones for the little kids yeah. Uh, so yeah, and, and they were actually acquired by Mattel is how I got to Mattel. So it was, that's how I, ah. I transitioned to Mattel. And we, so, but in that role, were you hands-on with Excel in that role then? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. You yeah. were just, you were proper getting in the weeds. Tremendous amount. Yeah. It was, you know, like I said, it's, it's a lot of data analysis. You're looking at forecast, you're looking at sales history, you're looking at production, you know, all, all kinds of things. So. Uh, and I'm the kind of person, I don't want reports. I want the raw data. I'll generate the report, right? So right. whatever the tool is, just give me the raw data and let me let me deal with it myself. Yeah. Um, and did you dabble with VBA? Yeah, that's really how I got started. Uh, actually, I got started with Lotus 123 macros even before that. Yeah, and same, then Excel. Same. VBA macros and then Microsoft Access integration into Excel because, you know, Excel could only handle 60 some odd thousand rows and it was kind of slow. Yeah. And then, you know, eventually we got to a place where Power Query and Power Pivot came around and Power BI. So, but I've yeah. done all of that. Uh, I was the same, Lotus 1, 2, 3. That's where I, you know. Mm -hmm. Got my got my taste for what what was possible with this stuff, so and that was before I started my accounting. That was you know that was so I was the Excel guy because I'd done this little sort of year out where I learned some of this Lotus one two three stuff. I did a placement year at university. It's like oh this stuff's good, you know. Yeah. Um, did you did you play about with uh, Microsoft Query MS Query? I did. Um, I did that a little bit. Uh, I didn't really do a lot of of transformations with it, but it, I found it was a really good way to stage stuff in access and then use Microsoft query to go into access and pull data out uh, oh, and then yeah, drop it yeah. into a sheet. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, because that, that's that's sort of like the, the little intro to this sort of Power Query world for me was that was that Microsoft Query. Mm-hmm. It was just we were just using that for a couple of years, starting to just automate this extraction of data from, you know, various places, other Excel files or, or access databases. It's like, oh, it yeah, was, you could was, connect it right up to an ODBC data source, yeah, so you could yeah, you could yeah. go to a lot of backend systems with it as long as you could get a driver on your computer. So it was yes, a, it was so much better than extracting reports in in a uh, text file format, and then you spend hours formatting it into a table because it's all you know it's human readable, it's not computer readable. So Microsoft Query was a was a neat little tool that yeah. very few people use. I had forgotten about that though. But yeah, I use that <laughs> yeah. quite a bit. I'd forgotten about the ODBC thing. So yeah, that was that was a job I did for a client way back was um, tapping into like a job costing system using an mm-hmm. ODBC driver and MS Query and just automating all this stuff that pulled in and a few formulas to do some journals and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's just amazing how the journey's come along. And I think we were, you know, I think I I feel a little bit that the the Power BI folks, um, which we are now, you know, part of, include mm-hmm. myself in this group, but there's this thing of sort of, you know, it's all new and it's all, you know, citizen developer thing is this whole new concept. But really it's just made it easier what we used to do in Excel, I think. Mm-hmm. I think we just oh, yeah. used to find ways around it and do this sort of stuff and nowhere near as slickly and, you know, as, as user-friendly way. But we were always doing it, I think. Oh, yeah. It, 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 you know, you mentioned VBA. Um, except for one thing I did about three years ago, I haven't used VBA in like five or six years because Power Query just removed the need for almost all of it. So, yeah. uh, and it's so much easier and it's bulletproof. You know, VBA, you're endlessly tweaking the code because something else happens. And so yes. it's okay. How do we do this? And I, so I, I, I don't miss it either. Uh, VBA was not my favorite thing to work with. Not, not for data transformation anyway. No, no. And, and it's, it's, it's got its place. I still use it a little bit for certain things, but yeah, like you say, the data cleanup stuff, oh, just, it's, yeah, it's just so compare. much easier now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, easier to debug, easier to explain to someone, mm-hmm. all that side of things. So yeah. Um, it's it's a it's a different world. So, um, and so, what is your role now, and and where are you working? I see you donning the uh, the. Obviously, people listening to the podcast won't uh, won't notice this, but Ed is donning a very fashionable P three uh, yeah. top there. So, uh, so yeah. So uh, about two years ago, I left my full time job and started doing uh, Power BI consulting on my own. And I decided I really liked working with Power BI, but I didn't like doing sales. So I interviewed with P3 Adaptive, which is Rob Cauley's company. It used to be PowerPivot Pro. Of course, a lot of people know him. He used to be on the Excel team at Microsoft, and he wrote the first, like the really successful Power BI book. Um, So I've been with them now, right, coming up on a year in in May. And I love it. I just, I'm... I've, I've got one large client that I'm predominantly working with, but there's a lot of other things that, that, that I get involved in. And um, so I just, that's, that's my thing now is just yeah, focusing yeah. on, you know, helping educate the, the customers on what's available in Power BI, Power Query, you know, how do we push things back to original data sources? Cause you know, I recognize Power Query is not always the best thing. So it's just kind of figuring out what is, you know, what, what fits and what's right and, and where do you move it and, and where do you do it? So um, I really enjoy it. 
and it, it helps yeah. educate them because there's so much going on with Power BI. It's there's a new feature every month and a new major feature at least a couple of times a year. You know, yeah. data flows and composite models and stuff like that. So it's it's really mm-hmm. interesting. Try, trying to keep up is just it's really a losing battle. I think. It's oh yeah, you you, you just know. you just fall behind slower if you really read a lot. <laughs> right. It, but, you know, I think I think four or five years ago, you could know everything there was to know about Power BI. You may not be an expert at it, right? You may not know yeah. all the DAX, but you would yeah, know all the features. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you kind of got to start specializing. Are you working with, you know, small models in, in small companies? Are you working with aggregations and, and then now hybrid tables and, you know, yeah. billions of rows with certain? And you, you start to specialize. You got, you know, goals and... Uh, it's just, there, there's so many features. It's like you said, it's, it's a fire hose every month of new features and it's just, it's difficult to keep up. All, all I'm trying to do is just be aware that something is there mm-hmm. so that then uh, if, if, and when the need arrives, arises, I either look it up again or I contact somebody who I know is good at this stuff, you know, and just, yeah. Like I say, specialization because that's, it is fast now. Th- that's the key, right? It's it's not knowing how to do everything. It's knowing what's possible and being very quick to learn how to do the thing the client needs. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, yeah. you know, if, if they're just doing random Google searches or whatever, they may not even know what to look for. Uh, but so, uh, yeah, exactly. Totally. And when you look for something, you've got to double check when it was written mm-hmm. because stuff then you know somebody might be looking up i don't know content packs now or something like this you know and see, right. seeing how to whereas stuff just doesn't exist you know or thing that weren't, weren't possible a year two years three years ago and, and now possible and it's just like oh so yeah um and, and sort of going back to picking up on the comment about rob's book and stuff so were you uh were you an early reader of the of the book and oh the, it was my uh, first it blog? was my first power i guess it was really a power pivot book at the time yeah yeah so yeah, so you were in their early days. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I actually came across Power Query first, so I was a couple of years. I guess the book was the sort of first spot I got in involved, but I had been using Power Query for a little while before I heard about or started to experience Power Pivot, um, and I think it was down to more about clients not having the right version of Excel. Mm-hmm to actually start using Power Pivot, but Power Query was an add-in, so you could start to play about with that. And it was a bit of a progression from from MS Query as well. So there was more immediate need for that. So yeah, but it's, I think that book's influenced so many people. It's, uh, yeah, and you know, when, when I was first doing it, when, when the data was prepared properly, um, Power Pivot was great. And I learned Power Pivot first and then figured out that I could shape the data properly using Power Query instead right. of pre-shaping it using typical Excel style, you know, V lookups and whatever to get the yeah. tables in the right way. And I actually learned that from um, uh, Miranda Tracy. I took her course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of a thing of, okay, you know, it's it, it wasn't a deep dive into into the whole thing, it was kind of an overview of here's how you develop and you start here. Uh, so that's that's kind of how I, I I got started with the whole thing once I put the pieces together. Yeah, 
And, and are you working face to face with clients or are you remote or what's the sort of what's the engagement look like for you? Well, so right now it's all remote. It's 100 percent remote. Um, right. Well, I, I say that mine is still 100 percent remote. Uh, but but we as a company have started going back to in-person stuff as of a couple of months ago. And I have my first in-person engagement. I think it's at the end of June. I'd have to go and look at the calendar. Oh, okay. So uh, I'm doing a training for a few days. So oh, and okay. I, I look forward to the in-person. It's working with people remote is fine. Training people remote to me is very, very difficult. I yeah. can't see facial expressions. I can't, you know... When I have a room full of people and I see somebody with a scrunched up face and they're confused, I know yeah. I need to stop and help or, or step back and figure it out. When, you know, even if they have their cameras on, you don't really see that. So training for me remote is not my favorite thing. I would much rather train in person. Yeah, I agree. Um, same, same thing happens. Um, I've now you know, having done it quite a few times now, I'm sort of got a bit of more of a knack to it. Um, but still much prefer, much prefer the sort of in-person. It works mm -hmm. remotely, you know, it, you know, people, people like it, get positive feedback and stuff, but it's, uh, yeah, definitely a, a nicer thing. And you, like you say, just, just wandering around the room and just picking up on what people are doing. And mm -hmm. I find I learn more as well. I find people just click buttons that I would never click on. I go, oh, how do you do that? <laughs> You know, right. Just because they're just trying stuff and you just always learn, you know, mm -hmm. exactly. non, non-stop learning. Um, so you became a data platform MVP in 2020? Right. Yep. So All how did that come about? Yeah. What, what was the driver for that? Um, so I have been an MVP before. Uh, I am, ah. this is like, I think my 12th year cumulative, but right. not consecutive. Okay. Uh, I was an MVP for, um, uh, it was originally uh, Pocket PC and then became Windows Phone. So for like all of right. 2000 through 2011. And then, of course, okay. that whole platform burned to the ground. Uh, so that <laughs> ended. Um, but I'd always been an Excel fan and I was messing around in Excel. But what really got me going with Power BI was the community forum. Uh, I'm also a super user there. And... If you want to learn how to do Power BI, whether it's Power Query or DAX or, or visuals, go to that forum and start answering questions because people ask the craziest stuff that their company needs. And you're like, yeah. why in the world do you need that? Well, it doesn't really matter. How do we get that answer for you? And so yeah. I, you know, sometimes I'll spend five minutes on an answer. There are other times I will spend an hour on an answer just because I'm like, how, how does this work or what, you know, and then yeah. you start going through and I'm firing up deck studio and I'm doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And it really teaches you, um, you know, that information. And of course doing that kind of, I'll call it volunteer work, community involvement, whatever helped get me the, um, right. uh, MVP award. Plus I, I do, uh, talks, user group talks, blog posts, things of that nature. So, yeah. uh, all that yeah. stuff interests me. Um, I, I actually went on the community um, last night and had a look at your profile. You've got a you've got a badge you received recently for your one thousandth solution. Oh, really? Okay. Community. So uh, cool. that let me just let me just double check. That's only held that badge only held by forty seven other people in the world. Wow, so, that's know, impressive. Top Fifty in terms I'm of solutions. <laughs> So uh, well deserved, I would say. No, that's, nice. Uh, okay. Uh, and, and do you see a mix of um, question sort of types? Is it is it DAX? Is it 
you know, what what wins? What's the majority? DAX, Power Query, other stuff. Well, I I tend to drift to the Power Query forum, so it's segregated in the right. in the forum. The thing that I find most interesting is there is a confusion about where the questions should be asked. Mm. They'll be in DAX, and they're like, "How do I?" add these columns and do this stuff. And I'm like, well, okay, we can do it in DAX, but let me show you how you should do it in Power Query. Yes. And they don't they don't realize that's there until you show them. And then it's like, oh my gosh, that is so cool. Because they yeah. just see, you know, that spreadsheet grid kind of thing in, in Power BI and don't really pay attention to what's going on in Power Query. So yeah. part of it is just is that kind of education. But if I've got nothing to do and I'm going to go to the forum and start answering questions, I typically open up the Power Query forum first. Okay. Just because that's my first love. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there is there a, again any any recurring themes in there that's sort of like a or is it so random? It's 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 very random. Like I said, people are uh, just asking some of the craziest questions sometimes, just depending <laughs> on the need. Sometimes it's fairly yeah. easy. You know, how do I append or um, uh, just, you know, getting data to group properly or, or whatever. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. but there's, there's not really a trend. It's because they're not asking general questions. They're working on a very specific project and they're stuck. And so they yes. start copying and pasting and saying, I, this is what I have and this is what I want. How do I get there? And, yeah. you know, and you know, power query, it's there, there, if there's one way to answer the question, there's five ways to answer it. So you start yeah, yeah. working through what's the best, what's the fastest, what makes the most sense. And yeah. then, then you explain it to them so they can, you know, I don't like giving people just a blob of code and say, here, this works, go do it. I, here's what I'm doing and here's why I did it. <clears throat> and maybe that gives them the ability to modify it and tweak it later. Yeah. Understanding sort of why, why you want them to do or why you're suggesting what you're doing is a real, mm -hmm. you know, is a real help. Yeah. Um, and I think as well within, within a bunch of the sort of, um, sort of forums and things that I've sort of answered questions on and, and things in the past, there is this <clears throat> one, you're not even sure how to ask. People aren't even sure how to ask what they want, which mm -hmm. is quite hard, especially some of the forums that don't allow you to post images and stuff like this. Right. I think that the, the Power BI community, when you can post images now, can you? Yes. Yeah, you can post images on there. Yes. There was a point where I think you couldn't at some point, maybe, or am I getting confused? Has it always no. been images? Well, so for at least the last four years, you've been able to paste right. images okay. in yeah. pretty easily. So yeah, yeah. before then, you're you're probably right. But, yeah. but now it's because, you know, when you're working with visuals, because, you know, one of the forums is just how do I do a visual? Well, unless yeah. you, you know, here's what I have in Excel. How do I replicate that in Power BI? You got to have images, so. Yeah it, yeah, it allows images, and that element of knowing where to do something, whether it's in DAX or is it a calculated mm -hmm. column, or do you do that calculated column in Power Query, or mm -hmm. you know, or you can you can just give the answer of oh well, you know, you should just get your SQL database administrator to add you a view. And it's like well, right, not many people have that. Some no. people do, but most people, I would say, most people don't have a luxury. Most you know, in terms of volume. Right. Don't have the luxury of some sort of SQL database admin who can just knock them up a view when they need to with just the fields they need. It's just not the reality. And people, like you say, just need to get their job, their specific task done. Right. Yep. So. And it's, you know, it's one person working in the accounts payable department somewhere and they've just got yeah. this report and they need to do this thing. There is no way they're going to get their database administrator to sit down with them for an hour and go through and create a SQL view. 
Yeah. Great. Let's do it in Power Query because we can yeah. we can probably get it done. Get, just get it done. That's Power Query's motto, really. I think. Right. <laughs> just just get it done. Um, and you you were doing some blogging as well back in yes. the day. Um, yeah, I on, still do. I, so, okay, so so on your own blog now. Well, so I um, I just finished a blog on P three Adaptive site. So I'm and oh, now I'm on okay. theirs, uh, and it was on uh, lists. So using uh, text dot combine yeah. to count to count words in paragraphs, and it's yes. it's about really how lists work, but. Yeah. It's that function in particular. That was a nice breakdown of explaining lists. So I'd okay. recommend folks go and have a read of that one. Mm -hmm. um, and I've, you're also pretty active on Twitter. Yes. I'm, Do you I'm, actually know how many tweets you've done? I don't know. I, I don't even think it tells you anymore, but it's thousands. Uh, well, on the top of your profile, 11,000. Really? Okay. Uh, that's such in... a time waste. <laughs> <laughs> so four years. Four years, 11,000 tweets. So my maths isn't very good. So I obviously went into Excel. That's seven a day. That's, yeah. And most of them are useless memes. You know, <laughs> some of it's helpful, but it's, most it's of it, fun. I'm just, I'm just making fun of stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah. this is ridiculous. But so, I do but find it useful. It's a useful resource, Twitter. It is. What do you reckon? It is. Yeah, I, yeah, but I try to always keep my Twitter, it's either strictly Power BI I'll occasionally veer off into history or other things, but I try to stay out of controversial areas because yeah. I don't want to get into all that mess. I just yeah. want to, you know, just kind of go there and relax. And I read some, you know, great posts by other people. You post a lot of videos there. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of great Power BI content. And I try to make that about 90 to 95% of my Twitter experience. Yeah. I think if you, if you end up just sort of following the sort of technical people and stuff, it can be a pretty, you know, engaging Mm -hmm. new space and like you say people share openly and it's uh you know it's a good environment for that sort of thing um so apart apart from tweeting then any other hobbies that keep you uh keep you busy keep no you other than i i you know from just completely out of power bi the only other thing i spend a lot of time on is uh i try to play chess i'm, I'm horrible oh, yeah. at it but i do enjoy it right and I've seen you posting a bit about bikes as well. You go for a bike mm -hmm. ride. Yeah, I do. Uh, I do ride. Yeah. Uh, I've got a couple of bikes, and I, I like to go. It's a great exercise on the weekend. Uh, yeah. Go mountain bike riding or road bike riding, things like that. Where, where are you living now? So I'm in uh, the Phoenix area of Arizona. Oh, okay. So there's so, some decent bike trails and stuff around there? Yeah, there's and... some great bike trails here. Um, a lot of the road, I have a road bike. And so there's a lot of bike paths on, the, you know, the, right. okay. the road has the bike trail on the side. So it's kind of safe for uh, bikers. So yeah. um, it's, it's, it's really nice. So, okay, let's get into, into the magic that's Power Query then. Okay. So do, do you remember when you sort of first came across it or your first use case that you had for it? Or what was the big impact I was, for you? I was pulling data out of a uh, SQL server. And so I had connected Power Query to SQL server, but I had written, I'm horrible at SQL. It's just not my language. I don't want to learn. I've, I've told people my brain can only hold so much information. And it's right now it's DAX and M and anything else yeah. would just, it doesn't stick. But I had written a couple of views and everything. And the first time I used Power Query, I'm like, oh, I have to go in the advanced editor and do all the code there. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't click until a few days later. And I'm like, oh, wait, I can do all this here. And then I just, I quit. And now I never use the advanced editor. 
it's just straight Power Query. E either yeah. that, or I write the view, connect to the view, and then do further transformations uh, in Power Query. But yeah. that was my first foray, and I, I don't remember what the project was. I think it was some sort of sales tax report that I needed to get, and I was trying to pull sales by you know, ship to state and that kind of information, because in the U.S. we pay sales tax based on where the product winds up. And so, you know, out of 50 states, I think, you know, 37 or eight of them collect sales tax that we were selling in. Yep. And so I had to create this big report and turn it over to the accountants. And it was, you know, hundreds of thousands of rows of data, not massive, but more than you could easily do with Excel and VLOOKUPs. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it takes over. Mm -hmm. And then it naturally then leads into the into the sort of Power BI world as well. Then, yeah. So, did you start getting involved in Power BI again from sort of day one? You know, were you in there when it was early days, or? Yeah, it was. It, yeah, so I I got into Power Query and Power Pivot really right before Power BI kind of came out and and became a yeah. thing. Uh, and then I would say probably six to nine months after that is when I started using Power BI. And I think that was probably a good time because I think that's when they actually started adding the DAX model and being able to do measures properly in Power BI. And it, it, it kind of became what we recognize it today. It was, you know, not quite the designer that it used to be. Yeah. Really became the proper tool. Um, and the company that I was with, I had migrated them from you know, Office 2007 or even Office 2003 and network okay. drives into Office 365 with Teams. Teams had right. just started. Okay. And and so we're moving all the stuff off the network. And I'm like, oh, wow, Power BI. I can do all these reports. And, and they were using Crystal Reports. And I okay. hate, I hate Crystal Reports with a passion. Okay. I did not want to do that. And I'm like, I'm, that's gone. I'm, I'm getting rid of that. And we're going to do everything in Power BI because I get it. And it's so yeah. much more powerful. And so yeah. that's kind of how the whole thing started. Right. And it's taken all those sorts of ERP systems, accounting systems, all these mm -hmm. sorts of things. Their reporting was always just left to, you know, here's two out of the box reports that won't give you really what you need. Right. Hence, hence the export to Excel that everyone then did. Right. And still does. Um, and now you've got this sort of ability with, with Power BI in there as well to now... Yeah, one tool for whatever reporting ERP system you have. Just yeah, I've I've worked with several ERP systems, and none of them have good reports. And I don't think they care. They just no. how's the data? They know they cannot anticipate what the end user is going to need, so they give you your basic reports. Yeah. And here's your tables. Go write whatever you want to write. And so now you just got to find the right tool, which I think yeah. nine out of ten times is Power BI. It, it seems to be, you know, it, I, I know these sort of tools come and go and things, you know, a, a flavor of the months, but I don't know, maybe just because I'm heavily involved in it that I'm completely biased and it also feeds into the whole Excel world as well. You know, they, the two link beautifully, um, but it just seems here to stay now. It seems to have won and it's just going to get stronger. It, it does. Something feels different about Power BI versus older tools that, you know, they, they could do a certain thing, but they didn't scale. And yeah. that's where I think the difference is. Power BI, it, it, you know, is it 10,000 records or 50 million or, you know, 2 billion? It scales to all of that uh, as long as you're, you know, modeling properly, et cetera. 
but it's yeah. not a, it doesn't seem to be a one hit wonder. It seems like it's going to have some staying power. Yeah. Anything with, and, and Excel's success, I think, has been from just having this, this learning path that, mm -hmm. you know, I'm still learning Excel 25 years on, right. still learning new stuff. Still don't know it all. The more you learn, the more you know there is to learn. That's just mm -hmm. this sort of it. You're just chasing your tail basically a bit. And it's going to be the same with, with Power BI, but it, there's, a, there's a ramp there that you can get more advanced. You can look back at what you did a year ago and laugh at yourself and you can, you can get better and better. And the same thing with Power BI, I think it's not, there's not a big brick wall. There's all these little incremental bits. Yeah, I've, I've really, I have started to enjoy Excel again. I got bored with Excel, you know, once Office 2007 hit, that was kind of a big yeah. upgrade. But it still, yeah. it, it just, it redid the pivot tables and it redid the ribbon, but it didn't really do anything other than that. But then when Office 2016 came out, or, or and, and it was really more of Office 365, I remember the first month I added like six new text functions, like text join or something. I forget what it was. Oh, I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah, they're, yeah. they're kind Switching of updating stuff. Excel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then it's like, holy cow, every three months there's a new function and a new feature. And now, yeah. I, again, it's like Power BI. I know what it can do. I don't know how to do a lot of it. Like, I can't do these new Lambda functions. Yeah. I played with it one time, and I'm like, okay, I know it can be done. I'll go figure yeah. it out later if I need it. But it's Excel is the same way. It's a fire hose every month of, of new functions and information. And uh, and so it, it really interests me still. So I like I, I love the new dynamic, um, the dynamic array functions that just came out yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. But it's still, just, I just I don't spend a lot of time in it. I'm, you know, it's Power Query. Even in Excel, when I'm in Excel, I'm probably in Power Query, right? And I'm doing something yeah. with it. I'm dropping it to a table. I might be using Power Pivot, um, but I'm in Power Query. So, and favorite feature within Power Query? Um, so it's probably not a feature as much as just a part of it. I love working with lists. Uh, so, you right. know, I wrote the blog on lists, but yeah. I find a lot of problems that I have. The solution is I need to manipulate a list and it's not just working with the tables. So I enjoy getting into like list distinct and list select and list, you know, uh, even once in a while, I'll do list generate or list accumulate, although those give me headaches when I get into the syntax of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I just, I love working with lists. And then I'll do all the little manipulations and then I'll explode it back down to a table and drop it into a spreadsheet or the Power BI data model, where, you know, wherever that is. Excellent. And I, I've, I've seen, you. do you play about mainly now in sort of the advanced editor window or are you still clicking buttons or are you in the formula bar where you, where are you living? Uh, I am, I am probably 90% in the advanced editor. Uh, right. every once in a while, like even though I use it often, the, the grouping feature, I cannot write the table group command in the advanced editor. So I'll do that with clicks and buttons to get the thing started. Then I go into the advanced editor and then I spend an hour in there fixing it the way I want and doing all the sub, <laughs> calculations that you can't do through the interface. But yeah. usually I just use the interface to get a, a thing started that I don't do often enough. But like if I add a column, I go straight to the advanced editor. I never hit the add column button anymore. Oh, 
that's pretty impressive. I'm I'm still I'm still very much a buttons man, and then mm-hmm. and then click and then tweaking the code, you know, yeah. as as and when I need, and copying little chunks and moving the order around in the advanced editor. Um, somebody submitted. I'm doing these little challenges, Power Query challenges, once a month now as well. And someone submitted one the other day, and and the sort of code was all beautifully indented, you know, and mm-hmm. it was all, you know, massive list of all this code. And the person had written it all in, I think, VS Studio or something like that. Or oh is wow. It, is that, uh, and I was like, oh, really? It's just, I wouldn't have a clue where to even start doing that. Whereas, yeah, yeah you know, they, if you go from whatever background you've got, I guess, you, you lean on those those skills, those programming techniques that you're used to. So, yeah. Right. But no, I, I'm, I'm still a button clicker. <laughs> <laughs> whatever I can do in the buttons. I think as well, I can explain it easier to other people if I've done it with buttons because oh, I've just... yeah. Maybe, uh, uh, yeah, but it's more more my own ignorance than anything else that I think I'm still clicking away in. There. Yeah, when I'm when I'm <laughs> training people, obviously it is ninety five percent user interface, and then the other five yeah. percent, I'll say, well, you know what? If you want to modify that table, you know, the filter, look in the formula bar. All you have to do is go up there and change your text that you filtered by. You don't have to delete the filter and recreate it. And I'll show them how to use the formula bar. I don't ever go into the advanced editor when I'm training. It was a great day when they turned that formula bar on. Permanent, yeah. By by permanent because yeah, it was just so annoying that it was off. It was even you know I know the code is the code isn't that well it depends on what you click on but the code isn't necessarily that scary to start with, and not even showing that code you can you can select the wrong thing you can oh I think I'm filtering in this but what you're actually doing is filtering out something else yes you know or you think you're removing blanks but you're actually selecting the two items that are there in the code and right without seeing it. You can just do some, yeah, some crazy things. Yeah, I, I think Power Query's code could have been made more user friendly from the outset. I think when people start seeing the hash symbol and then quote, and then oh, it's yeah. like that's like that just scares them. And I understand because yeah. it scared me when I first saw it, and yeah, it's still yeah. annoying to type. So yeah. I, I wish that kind of stuff had been done in a different way. That that it wasn't so weird looking. Yeah. You know, the fact that it refers to the previous step, and if your previous step name is quite descriptive, which is helpful, having mm-hmm. your step names descriptive, but then your next step, half the formula bar is taking up with the step name of the right. previous step. And it's yep. just like, oh, you know, makes it even harder to read and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and where do you see the, okay, so let, let me chuck this at you. Power Query Calendar or DAX Calendar? Oh, Power Query. Yeah, I'm in yeah. there. I, I don't get the DAX Calendar fascination. I just, I don't think it's a competition. I just think it's a power, you know, it's just simpler. Well, so I I think it's easier. I think it's more versatile. The other reason I use it is I like my calendar to always be the first day of the first year of data through the last day of the last year. Well, if I'm in Power Query, I can say, what's the earliest date? What's the latest date? move those to the beginning and ending of those respective years, boom. Then I do a list in Power Query, generate my lists, and then I add the 30 columns I need for my date table. And so my yes. date, and it, and it moves in time, right? So the next yeah, yeah. year, new data comes in, the date table automatically expands on the next refresh. Yeah. And look, I, I don't want to defend the DAX table, <laughs> but, <laughs> okay, I, I will play devil's advocate. I believe... Calendar auto in DAX will actually automatically give you run from the first of your year to the thirty first. I, I, I 
I think that's right. Does it? I so, thought it just went from the first date to the last date, but maybe it does th- do the year. I think it goes to the start of the year. Okay. Um, but again, two two power query people just guessing yeah, I, at that. Yeah, I, I've it's it's one of those things that if I needed to look at it, I could go figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I I know like some of the best DAX tables are, you know, you have your basic list of dates and then it's an add column. Yeah. Okay, that's that's very efficient DAX. That's going to compress very well. And again, it's a date table. Who cares? It's three thousand rows for ten years. What difference does it make? Uh, yeah. As long as you don't have auto date time turned on, where you get these three yes. million rows, where because the date's <laughs> going through ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I've seen some very efficiently done DAX tables, but if you look at the code, it's like eight hundred to twelve hundred lines of DAX code, and I'm like, eh, I'll just do it in Power Query. I, one, yeah. I, each column is its own step, and I can edit it, and yeah. So, no, but if, if you're his own, if you if you're a uh... I guess for a you know lowest friction for a new user, mm-hmm. new user comes in goes, okay, I've got this calendar table and I you know on the training course and you can download it from websites and stuff. You can download Power Query calendar tables, um, and you say, uh, can I just flag weekends? And you can just easily show them a little but- couple of button clicks in Power Query that gives them like a true false column or a count or a day count or whatever. Right. And you can, you know, add a little conditional column. So if a couple of button clicks, they've got a nice little is weekend flag column. Whereas you're trying to show them in DAX, how to edit that DAX formula and where to even go and put some variables in. I don't know. It just seems for me, it just seems power queries easier for newbies and doesn't really have much advantage for advanced folk either. I don't know. Personal preference. And the fact that you can copy and paste it and even centralize it in a data flow, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, the, the company I'm working with now, it's the, the date table is a massive uh, data flow. Right. So okay. it's just and it's just handy. You just go out and you grab it. I, I filter it for the beginning and ending dates and move on. How much are you using data flows at the moment? Uh, quite yeah. a bit. Um, yeah. I'm finding there's a lot of data sources. Uh, if you've ever worked with SAP, uh, SAP HANA, or Oracle, no, oh, they're horrible. So, oh, okay. you you know, if you can get them in another area, like I've, I've worked a lot with a product called Snowflake, which is a really oh, yeah. good cloud database platform that I enjoy working with as a Power BI developer. So if you can get Oracle data in Snowflake, great. If you can't, bring that Oracle data or whatever that backend database you don't like, bring it into a data flow and then work from the data flow. And then it becomes easier because I have worked with some stuff. It's like you add a column in Power Query and you wait 15 minutes for the spinning ants to finish. It's like yes. Microsoft and Oracle don't play well with each other. Right. So, uh, yeah, but yeah. even when I'm doing data flows with data sources I like, sometimes it's just the, the transformations are so big, so voluminous, the Power Query gets bogged down you break it into stages. This data flow does this, this one does this. And then finally you bring it all in, throw a little bit of power automate on there. So they always, they, they refresh in sequence and then it yes. works pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've been getting into a bit of the power automate stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I saw so the other can... day that there was, it was fairly recently that they added, I think I could be wrong, um, that they added the ability for uh, detecting when a data flow 
finishes refreshing that you then can trigger like a data set to refresh afterwards that right sort of yeah that's been there a while but for okay. a while it was a premium feature and it's oh. fairly recently like within the last year or so it's become a pro feature so now anybody with power bi can do it and basically yeah. it's when this data flow finishes what do you want to happen well you can have another yeah. data flow refresh or a data set refresh so uh that way you know it doesn't matter if you've got three data flows and a final data set you can power automate will control that whole thing for you. And you come in in the morning and everything is up to date. And I'm assuming that's still limited by the eight refreshes. Um, per item, right? So three yeah. data flows in a data set is just one refresh for each. Yes. So in a, in a pro that would not count as four against your refreshes. It's one, it's no. eight per. One so per yeah. Object. Yeah, so, it's, yeah. yeah, so it's not, it, that's, you know, it's usually yes. okay for companies. Typically, if yeah. you need more refreshes than that, just you know, pay 20 bucks and get premium per user <laughs> and then refresh it 100 times if you want. doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's an interesting one, the premium per user. It's sort of, um, there's definite use cases for it, but there's just that limitation of if you are premium per user, only other premium per users can access mm -hmm. the content, right. which I think gets overlooked a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Um, so it sounds amazing. Wow. I can get premium for like 20 bucks, but everybody looking at the reports needs to pay 20 bucks yeah. as well. So. It, it, I, I, I love the product. I'm, I'm thrilled Microsoft did it, but I do think it is a very niche product because yeah. I don't think anybody with 300 employees that need a power BI license is going to go premium per user. They're just going to go premium. And just get yeah. capacity, give everybody free except for your developers. So it's really much for those much either smaller organizations or very specific needs. You know, maybe you've got premium, but you've got some real heavy workloads, and you don't want um, you don't want your premium capacity overwhelmed with it. So go give a few developers PPU, stick in a PPU workspace, and so it, it kind of offloads that. But I think it yeah, is a niche yeah. product, but but I love it. I use it all the time. So do you, do you end up hitting issues with data flows and the fact that there's that sort of, you know, what is it, the sort of linked entities and compute stuff that goes on with premium that you need that? Do you, do you find that you... I do use that uh, because basically right. it, it allows for query folding. So okay. it's like connecting to a SQL server. So I, as soon as I create a data flow, I immediately turn the, the enhanced compute engine on. And that way, right. when my data flows subsequently refresh or the or the data set refreshes, query folding's enabled. Uh, and it just, you know, again, 10,000 records, who cares? But when you're dealing with a 50 million record table, it's kind of nice when you just want to filter something out. You don't have to download 20 gig of data to, to keep the five gig you want. It pre-filters it on the, it acts as a SQL server. Yeah, yeah. So, I, and, um, in terms of the the the, the flow of, of processing, do you tend to like pull in an unaltered data flow table to start with, maybe filtered, and then that's a starting point, and then you feed off that, or do you do do you have that sort of like staging untouched table? I yeah, so I. Well, we, when you're working with linked entities, you can't actually edit the linked entity. So it comes in unaltered. So it's whatever right. your original source is, but it's kind of been that SQL. I don't know what their backend is. I think it's in SQL Server, but whatever the, the technology Microsoft is using. But then 
I am, I am big on, I don't do a lot of transformations in a table. I break them out into multiple queries and this one's doing, you know, I'm getting unique values here and I'm doing stuff. So I have a long list of source queries, intermediate queries, reporting queries in my, in my power query folders. Uh, I put variables in another place. And if I have like a big, transformation that I'm doing from uh, Azure Data Lake. I might have an Azure Data Lake folder and a bunch of things happening here. Because if I crack that thing open in six months and I just see a list of 50 queries, I'm never going to figure out what's going on. So I structure it. Yeah. Um, One thing I came across the other day was was picking apart somebody else's data flow. Um, And the the diagram view Mm -hmm. that they've got there, that was really helpful. It is nice. That was... That is, you know, so when uh, one day, eventually, whenever that will be, that comes to sort of desktop and Excel, hopefully, eventually. Um, that'll be nice because it is good it's... working out with all these things linked together because the query dependencies view, in, it's, yeah, it's not great. It's, it? it's okay. It, it, you can yeah. say, well, where does this come from? And then, you know, 10 other things highlight in yellow, but it's, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad Microsoft came out with that, but they do. I'll I, I love to see that, like you said, in Excel and uh, yeah. in Power BI. It's because it's, it's a really nice feature. Okay. So normally in the past, mm-hmm. I've played this game called Impossible Questions, okay. where I ask people impossible M questions that I wouldn't, or Power Query questions. Unfortunately, I've basically totally run out of questions. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> however, however, I have come up with a new game. So there is a, a radio show in the UK called Just a Minute. Okay. All right. And the concept of this show is the guests, the panels are given one minute to talk about a topic. And it's a competition. This is going to be a competition between you and me. Okay. The topic is going to be query folding. Okay. All right. So we have one minute to talk about query folding. You either you can start or I can start. It'll be totally up to you. If you hear me pause or if you hear me say the same word twice other than query folding or power query, those those words are allowed. But if you hear me say the word, I don't know, uh, SQL database <laughs> twice, you say buzz and then you take over. Okay, start talking about okay. query folding. And then if I hear you say um or pause or make a mistake <laughs> or say the word twice, I'm going to buzz and I take over. And whoever's talking at the end of 60 seconds, they're the winner. Okay. Okay. So right. it's basically you talking, you can talk about anything loosely related to query folding. It could be how you do it, where you do it, what it is, where you've used it, as long as it's loosely related. Okay. okay, I'm going to just get my phone up here to get my little stopwatch going. And I'll give you a few seconds to have a little think as well. Okay. So let me bring up. Um, so do you want to start or do you want me to start? Uh, totally I'll, to you. I'll start and we'll see how You'll long start. I last <laughs> before you buzz me out. So yeah, any ums, pauses. So you talk steadily. Okay. Uh, don't have to rush. Um, and I'm terrible at saying them all the time. Uh, so... If you totally go off tangent or if you repeat some word other than query folding or power query, you're allowed those words. If you say any other words twice, I'm buzzing in and taking over. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So on your marks, get set, go. 
Okay, so query folding. One of the things I like to do in my data models is make sure my dimension tables are filtered only for the data in the fact tables. And one of the easiest ways to do that is with a function that I found called list contains. And list contains actually when. Oh, Buzz, you just said list contains twice. Uh, okay. <laughs> Right? You get the idea? It's quite hard. Okay. Okay, I'm take, I'm taking over. So 19 seconds gone so far. I'm taking okay. over. Okay, go. So query folding is a way of getting your queries to refresh faster. You can connect to a SQL database and various other sources and push the queries back to those sources. And when you refresh, your query will refresh. Oh, I've just said refresh. I've just you said refresh like three times right there. Yeah, like right <laughs> in a row. You're being kind. You're okay. being kind. Okay. Okay. 47 seconds gone. Okay. Okay. Over to you. Go. Okay. So if I use that function, I can filter my table and the SQL query will actually use a folding operation. Oh, you've won. And one minute. One minute. Very so, good. Did that win? Okay. <laughs> you are the champ. You are the champ. Well, see, I had listened to your podcast, and I thought, okay, he's going to come up with all these weird questions, and I'm, and I'm like, I'm like looking at the at the queries and the and the menus, and and then you change yeah. the rules. I've changed the game on people. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was just running. I was really struggling. And I really like that radio show, so I listen to it all the time. So it's just quite, quite fun. That sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. It's been run, it's like one of the longest running radio shows, comedy shows in the UK. Okay. It's been around for like fifty years, I think, or something ridiculous. Oh wow. Um, yeah. So uh, it's good. Um, cool. Available via podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, worst presentation moment. Have you had any disasters? Uh, I wouldn't say it's a disaster. It was a training. And um, it was, of course, virtual. And it was, it was mainly about governance and administration. So not a lot of DAX, no DAX, in fact, and a little bit of Power Query. And I thought I would get cute in, you know, I'd given these people uh, a report. It was three CSV files from PowerShell, which I don't really care for either. And I thought, okay, I'm going to drop these into a directory. And instead of connecting to each CSV individually, I connected to the folder but they're not the same, so you can't just expand. And then I created three references, clicked on each one, beautiful, worked perfectly. Then I moved it to the server, and I changed the, the directory name in the first step, and nothing worked. And I'm nice. like, the gateway's not refreshing. I'm like, what is going on? I spent like five minutes, and I can't get the thing working. Fortunately, <sighs> we were coming up on a break. And I said, you know what? Let's have a break. I'm going to figure this out. I left my screen going. So if anybody wanted to watch the break and it turns out the way I had done it, Power Query duplicated that folder path in the expansion of the individual files. So I, oh, I had to go into right. M code and change Everyone. it multiple times. And I'm like, okay, I'll never do that again. And that was <laughs> not how I'd rehearsed it. I'd rehearsed it by clicking on you know, going three times and getting three yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, you just, you can't figure it out. I'm like, I know it changed the path, but open yeah. up the advanced editor and you're like, why is this in here twice? 
So winging it in presentations. Exactly. <laughs> Never wing it. I don't care how awesome you think you are. Stick yeah. to the script. Yeah. You feel that little, oh, I could just, no, no. I, I even shout no in my head sometimes yeah. these days. Yeah. It's just so. like, don't go off script. Okay, nice one. Um, but the kind of nice thing is it was in a governance administration. You're like, you know what, people? This is the real world. Things don't always work. So yeah. here's how I troubleshoot the problem. So that it kind of turned into a learning moment. But it's, it's a little yeah. nerve-wracking. And in, in all those sort of presentations, everyone's on your side, you know, I think, I oh, think yeah. anyway. And, you know, they're, they're there to learn and stuff goes wrong That's for them. Point. And everyone's pretty forgiving. So don't, I think the lesson for everybody is don't beat yourself up ever. It's just like, yeah. stay calm. Yep. You know, if, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, oh well. <laughs> um, and um, any sort of features that you'd like people to vote for that the... Uh, sort of in the ideas forum or anywhere else or things you see bugging people a lot? What what should they improve? I will stop complaining about Power Query for at least a year if they will just fix IntelliSense. Oh, yes. It's such a yeah. mess. Yeah. And, and, and the problem is I'm not smart enough to use Power Query without the IntelliSense. I don't know all the things, so I have to leave it enabled. And yeah. it drives me up the wall. So yeah, if they yeah. will just fix that, I will be a happy camper. That's the biggest thing I, for me. Absolutely. Um, I'll put a, a little link in the in the show notes as well for people to vote for that idea. There must be an idea up there somewhere. Oh, yeah. And they're working <laughs> they're, on it, but you know. Yeah, they know. It's they know soon, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that yeah. means. The, uh, and it's one of those ones that you just, even the simplest thing, somebody writes a formula it just doesn't work and mm -hmm. they don't know why they think they've written the formula wrong but intellisense has just stuffed it up without them realizing yeah and it happens and i say them i mean me you mm -hmm. know and yeah so it just it's more of a hindrance than a help yeah which is it which is the be. worst thing if it just didn't work if it just didn't fill stuff in or didn't show up the right thing then that's one thing but it actually changes or overwrites yeah oh, yeah horrible um Okay, and anything uh, else of interest happening? Have you got any uh, conferences or anything lined up currently, or is anything on the cards in the uh, next? I, three I've got a couple of user so? group things that I've already oh, yeah. uh, set up, so those are coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, actually, one's okay. coming up this Thursday, so three days from now, um, it, which will already be over by the time this podcast goes out. But um, yeah, yeah, and then there's a uh three conferences this year two of which i've already okay. submitted uh uh events for or, or oh, sessions yeah. for and another yeah, one i just heard about two or three days ago so I'm, I'm getting a session ready to submit to that one so are i'm these, hoping are these going to be in-person ones um or remote ones two of them will be in person one of them is okay. remote so right. i'm hoping for the in-person one is, one's in chicago one is in oh, yeah. uh i think it's washington state i'm not sure exactly the city so Excellent. I'm hoping to, to be in those. Yeah, so we'll yeah. see. All good. Um, I also asked people if they if they could leave uh, a couple of links in the uh, in the in the show notes, as it were. So a your most your, or your favorite blog post or article, mm -hmm. um, and uh, a popular one as well. So if you know those off the top of your head, let me know. Otherwise, just send them to me afterwards, and we'll make sure they're in the show notes. Do you do you happen to know what? I, I, I do. Um, I and I'll make sure to send you the links. Um, one of them is using the, the grouping function in Power Query. Okay. But 
the you know the problem with grouping is let's say you want to get the you group by month and you want to get top sales and then you want to get the top customer for that sale well if you use the group function and just put max sale max customer they may not be the same thing because the customer name is the maximum value so it could be zebra sales not the you know so okay yeah yeah i went tore into the table grouping function and wrote you know, a bunch of custom advanced code and, and it works really well. Right. And far and away, that is the most popular blog post on my website. So I guess a lot of other people have had the same issue where they're like, hey, I'm putting max, 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 and I'm getting three different things that aren't related. This will fix right. that. Excellent. We'll, we'll throw that one in. And then um, and my, you've got a favorite? A favorite, yeah, really simple. Uh, when you're pulling data from Excel and you're pulling it from a spreadsheet that has a, the headers are like two or three cells, thick you know yeah yeah i wrote a custom function that will you just say this is a here's the table it's got four rows in it and it'll do the whole thing and collapse them into one and then spit out your nice perfect table so that's my favorite nice i like that okay so i'll, I'll have a look at that one <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll i'll send you both links though after the thing yeah. and you, you can get them in the show notes awesome Perfect. Um, and sort of wrapping things up, uh, okay. I like to ask my guests if they've had any brushes with fame. So have you bumped into anyone famous? Are you related to anyone? Uh, not related, uh, but I grew up in uh, around Nashville, Tennessee. So that's famous oh, okay. for country music, which yeah. I don't know any country music people, but I've bumped into a number of, of stars. And I actually flew okay. one time from uh, New, uh, Nashville to New Jersey. And Ashley Judd was on the plane. And so we got okay. off the plane and it was one of these little small jets and we had to stand there and wait for our luggage to be brought off. And so <laughs> we were just standing there in the little causeway, whatever, waiting on our luggage. And I'm like, I recognized her and um, I've always liked her movie. So uh, I guess that's probably yeah, the most famous yeah. person I've had in a, a, a more than a brief interaction with. Were they, were they smaller or bigger than you imagined they'd be? Well, about the same. No, she was just, yeah. I mean, she, she was kind of a down to earth yeah. person and, yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, she was, she's okay. kind of cool. Yeah. So it's kind of neat. Very good. Um, and then finally, I'm going to strand you on a desert Island. Okay. And you're allowed one item to sort of, you know, while away the hours or help you or whatever it might be, but it must begin with M. Right. So what are you going to take? So I'm, I'm, I'm going to cheat here a little bit because, as I said, I'm, I'm in America and I'm from the South. So in the South, we don't pronounce our words quite properly. So we, we don't even okay. say America. We just say America. Okay. <laughs> so my favorite drink at Starbucks is an Americano. But when I order it, I just uh, say, give me a venti Americano. So that technically starts with an M. So that's, that's what I'm going to use. <laughs> okay. I'll allow it as long as you put two hashtags and a right. quote around it. <laughs> around it. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks very much for uh, taking the time, Ed. Really appreciate the chat. Um, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, glad to be here. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I'll, leave, it. I'll leave links to Ed's uh, blog post and other things in, in, the, in the show notes, so check those out. Okay. Uh, and uh, keep sharing the magic, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll meet in person one day. Yes. Hopefully one of these sessions will we'll all be there at the same time. Indeed. Okay, thanks, Ed. Catch you later. Thank you.